2: Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. Today is uh, January 12th, 2021. The year is well underway. And uh, we have a great show planned today at the Blueprint Power Hour where we answer your questions about training, nutrition, drugs, supplements, and everything in between. Nothing is off topic. You can ask any question you want. Some of you may want to insult me. Here's your chance to do it. Um, Before we get started with Coach Rob Regish, I have to, of course, I thank our title sponsor, Legendary Foods, the makers of the Tasty Pastry. uh, The new birthday cake style Tasty Pastry is taking the country by storm. And I really mean that. People can't get enough of them. Uh, This is not like the original Tasty Pastry. The original Tasty Pastry was like a Pop-Tart. This is more like apple turnover crust. It's flaky. It's soft. It's delicious. And the uh, uh, birthday cake flavor is out of this world. 20 grams of protein, uh, zero sugar, very, very low in fiber. You know, some of these uh, protein bars today have way too much fiber. Everybody complains about way too much fiber in protein bars today. Well, not a problem with uh, the tasty pastry. Go to shrnetwork.biz legendary. Use the code SHR10. Save 10% off your entire order. Uh, and, if, and also, a little bit of an announcement I want to make. Starting next week, We will have a secret word contest, and once the word is released, you just have to listen to the shows that week, and if you email me at onair at superhumanradio.net, the the show and the time that you heard it, you are entered to win a box of uh, legendary birthday cake tasty pastries. So that'll start next week, and I'll keep you apprised of that. Also, at the end of the month... You asked for it, and we're bringing it back. Casual Friday is coming back to the last Friday of every month. Elisa Profumo, the TLAT, talented, uh, lovely and talented Elisa Profumo will be back uh, on the show, and we will be doing Casual Friday. A lot of people asked for it, and so we're making that happen. And uh, thank you so much. All right, so now without further delay, let me play Coach Rob's theme music here.
1: Calling all Blueprint Army. Fall in line. It's time for the Blueprint Power Hour with Coach Rob Regus on the Superhuman Radio Network.
2: How you doing, Rob? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm doing great. I got to tell you, um, I was reluctant to get back into the gym, and I am back in the gym, and I, you know... It's a blessing and a curse. I get strong really fast, which is great. But it's also dangerous because it means I can injure myself. So I'm trying to temper my training. But I'm actually doing uh, a minimum of 45 minutes of cardio every morning. And I'm training after work. So I'm actually doing – I'm training twice a day now. Uh, I've upped my protein intake. I'm eating uh, better quality foods. And I'm feeling great. I really do. It's, It's amazing. It's just been like since New Year's Eve. Uh, Aaron Singerman and I walked for the, I I walked five and a half miles with Aaron. I didn't think I could do it. Um, yeah, I know. And, and he was like, Carl, why aren't, why aren't you doing this? Like you, you need to do it every morning. And so I made a commitment to him. I said, I will do at least 45 minutes worth of cardio every morning. And I have not let it down, let him down yet. Excellent. That's
0: terrific, man. I'm glad.
2: Yeah, I need it. Uh, It's for me. It's really, um, You know, I'm 62 years old, and I'm at that point now. If I don't take care of myself, I could end up with some ailments. And I got to tell you, I've talked about symptoms that I've had uh, for the past couple years as my health has kind of slid downhill, and Mm. I feel better already. I mean, it's amazing. My leg pain is starting to subside slowly. Um, My balance issue seems to be going away. Wow. Training is the most amazing medicine in the world. And 99% of the population doesn't understand that. It's amazing. Yeah,
0: we forget that, don't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Really, what training does is you can't replace it.
2: Well, and I was talking to a friend this morning. It's funny. I'll just inject this uh, discussion. And he has a girlfriend, and she's an attractive girl, but she's uh, at an age now where she's starting to hit the wall. Yeah. And she always comments about how good he looks, and he trains hard. In fact, he trains with Porter Cottrell and she's always telling him how great he looks. And the reality is that for some reason, women don't, they see their men, their husbands, their partners going to the gym, being dedicated and looking great. You know, people like to say, oh, men age better than women. That's not true. Yeah. A lot of men don't age better than women, but the men who train age better than not only women, but their same age counterparts who don't train.
0: So, yeah, there, there's it's night and day between somebody, especially somebody at this age, right? Between fifty and sixty, you take somebody who has trained even on a you know irregular basis over those years, and someone who hasn't. It's night and day. Night
2: I don't care what I don't care what you have. If you have an autoimmune disorder, if you have a short leg, if you have, I don't care what you have. We are programmed to be active all the time. This yep. is why we are so sick today because most people just sit around. I started doing a 10-minute walk a couple times a day after having Mark Bell on the show. You know, just get up and walk for 10 minutes. It's not that big of a deal. Walk five minutes in one direction and then walk back.
0: Okay, but, and now you're up to five miles,
2: right? Well, no, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 all, I'm all the way in Indiana now. So, you know, but, but the bottom line is we, we – imagine taking a – I can tell you what happens. If you take a racehorse – that's injured himself and you keep him in his stall. He develops all sorts of neuroses. They, cri- they crib, cribbing is when they hook their front teeth, that upper teeth on the, the stall door and they pull and they burp. They, they become stall walkers. They literally walk around in circles. They actually wear the floors of the stalls out. They become yep. violent. They become, you know, it's like solitary
0: confinement. Yes,
2: it, we, yeah. we, we are we are we are creating our own prisons. We need to get out and get moving. You just need to move. Your disease state, whatever it is, you're fighting, will be you'll be better. You'll handle yeah. it better. It's amazing, but too too many people don't want to be bothered. We have uh, questions already lining up. Let's uh, let's get right to. Wait, do we have any specials to talk about at CoachRobRegers.com?
0: Uh, the special is still ongoing. So just briefly, uh, the first three months are only five bucks a month and <laughs> not even. And that gets you imme- not only a, a current subscription, but immediate access to over 100 issues, 400 plus topics covered. You can get a free sample issue. And I would encourage you to, whether you decide to subscribe or not, you know, check it out. So you see the kind of work that I put into it. And uh, you can do that. At CoachRobBregich.com or <laughs> what's the URL? I think it's
2: SHRNetwork.biz slash CoachRob. Yeah.
0: Uh, Coach right. Yeah. And, and SHR5. SHR5
2: is the code to get uh, three months, $5 a month, or actually 4 99 a month. Also, I'm not one who necessarily believes in prayer. But I do believe in kind of a, a universal mind, if you will. And I'm asking everybody who's listening to the show, wherever you are, if you're listening to it later on after it's been taped, to send prayers or send thoughts to Helen Tuliatos. George Tulliatos' grandmother is in the hospital with pneumonia. She's 108 years old. And, of course, George is treating her, and he's already given her glutathione, and she's she seems a little bit better. But, you know, at 108, it's hard. And so I'm asking everybody to at least think about her. Helen Tuliatos. Uh we hope that she uh she pulls through and that she's well. Uh, it's a it's a great great testament to her strength and will to begin with to last 108 years. Oh
0: my god. Yeah. <clears throat> she must be she must be if not the oldest among amongst them.
2: Yeah, she's probably right. one yeah, in the, in the she's in one of the oldest uh, human beings on the planet. Absolutely, cuz they yes. 8 9 10 11 12 that's like that's those are the people who are like talked about in magazines and stuff like, uh, uh, right. agent. And of course, George treats her. He's he's her doctor. He's her grandson. And um, Says a lot. yeah. So Helen Tuliatos, we hope that you uh, get better and get better soon. Okay, now let's get right yeah. to the questions. The first one is a long one, so it's from Gabriel Shaw. What are your thoughts on incorporating West Side Speed Day style sets into an otherwise fairly standard training routine? Without ever training, I guess without ever training West Side is what what is meant. I, over, find I think you meant overtraining. Oh, without overtraining. I'm sorry. Um, I yeah. find speed explosive work to be very beneficial. However, if I dedicate a separate day for speed work, it seems to be too much work. And I've been ending my workouts, at least the presses or the pushes, Uh, With speed work, and it seems to help. However, Louis Simmons himself recommends against this type of an approach. What are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, so from a West Side Purist perspective, he's correct. Louis, at least um, I recall reading this many times, uh, recommended not combining max effort and dynamic effort or speed days in the same workout. And his Reasoning, I think, had something to do with the brain would be confused, the central nervous system wouldn't know what to do, et cetera, et cetera. But if you've followed Westside over the years, you know that many of their teachings have changed or or at least get modified. <clears throat> and I'm not up on the latest like I used to be. Uh, but I had heard that speed work had been de-emphasized. I don't know how true that is. I don't know if that's still the case. But whatever the case, I do think there is a a definite benefit to it. And I would encourage you to incorporate it into your training, especially, right, if it's been working for you. I have always said, I've always said this. If you need to stand on your head and eat Pop-Tarts to grow muscle, then stand on your head and eat (laughs) Pop-Tarts. In this case, it makes all the sense in the world to me to perform speed work. Directly after heavy work. Why? Uh, It's the old donut on the baseball bat principle, right? The bat, that bat feels a lot lighter after the donut comes off. So, for the record, if we look at this from another perspective, there is evidence that lightening up the load. And doing one final set of higher repetitions, sometimes called the back-off set, after your main set. Or a burnout set.
2: Some people call it a burnout set, right? You want to get lactic acid in the muscles at the end there.
0: Right. And so specifically, I went back and I I recalled this and I was able to look it up. There was a 2004 study published in the Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research uh, that showed that trainees who complemented those heavy sets – with that one high rep back off set, they were talking 25 to 35 reps, witnessed greater increases in one rep max leg strength, muscular endurance, and muscle size compared to those who did not perform that set. If it was me, I would lighten the load to around 40 to 50% of your one rep max at the end of your heavy sets, and I would perform 8 to 10 sets of three reps. Moving the bar as quickly as possible. And I would rest about 30 seconds between those sets. That should be light enough, right? Light as a feather, especially after your heavy sets, and get you into the rep range, the total rep range that was seen in the study. Importantly, however, keeping each set to just three reps uh, will allow you to preserve the ability to move the weight quickly, right? So, Because what happens as fatigue sets in? the bar gets slower. That's not your objective. Your objective here is speed building bar speed. Uh, and those speed sets, by the way, will go fast, right? So although eight to 10 sets sounds like a lot to, to, you know, end your workout, it really isn't. It strikes me as a great way to end your training sessions. Uh, you know, let's face it. You want to end on a high if you can. and, And that's a good way to end. So give that a shot. And see if your results don't improve even further. Yeah. If you can recover from it and it works for
2: you, do it. Yeah. Uh, We have a question from a live viewer, uh, Scott Dodds. So Scott says, I'm 40, and in the past seven years, I've torn both distal bicep tendons and my Achilles. That Achilles is a bad one. Uh, What's the best thing to do for tendon health? And he says, I am a strong man and a power lifter.
0: Well, the short answer, and the one nobody wants to hear, is rest, right? Tendons do not heal quickly, and the reason for that is poor blood flow. So the question becomes, what can we do in addition to rest to speed the healing? Blood flow, to me, uh, if you're rehabbing a tendon issue, and I am, uh, although it's a, a minor one, I have taken a step back and retooled with all body weight exercises. So, if your bicep tendons are shot or they're healing now, then I would do a fair amount of uh, body weight work, just very, very simple stuff. Like, uh, for example, TRX straps. Okay? You're not obviously not going to be doing heavy deadlifts or, or, or even chin ups. But with TRX straps, you can modify the exercise such that you can still work the muscle without fear of, of tearing and the tendon, without fear of tearing it off. I think at least a couple of high rep sets once or twice a week is going to help there. It, a lot of it depends. You know, what, Was it a, a complete tear? Right. And, and was it surgically repaired? Uh, was, it a, was it a partial tear? That sort of thing. Unfortunately, there's no magic solution I can give you. BPC-157 and CSIS would be my go-to supplement slash gray market stuff to uh, to speed the healing. If there's a better answer for tendons, I'm, I'm
2: all ears. Oh, me, 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 me. <laughs> Go. <laughs> okay, this is it. I'm going to tell you what it is. BPC-157, Mechano Growth Factor, MGF, which is IGF-1-EC, about 60 milligrams of vitamin C and a good uh, hydro- uh, hydrolysate um, pep- uh, pe- peptide version of collagen protein, right? Like Great Lakes or one of those companies. Yeah. Here's, here's the magic. It takes timing. As Rob points out, uh, soft tissue is avascular. So there's no blood vessels to bring nutrients to the soft tissue. Soft tissue gets its nutrients from the fluids and the tissue that surround it. Uh, if you go back in my archives, probably about four years ago, I did a show that showed that taking, uh, and it doesn't have to be a sophisticated Collagen hydrolysate. It really doesn't. You can even use Knox gelatin, the truth is, because that's what they used in the study. But if you take a gelatin slash collagen with about 60 milligrams of vitamin C about an hour before you train, it will deliver the building blocks not only to heal tendons and ligaments, uh, but to make them stronger. And so that's number one. Number two – would be site injections of both mechanical growth factor at about three hundred micrograms um, every other day is probably more than enough, and about three hundred micrograms of BPC one fifty seven five days a week. This is th- this protocol will work for you. It's worked for other people that I've helped with this type of a problem, um, even after surgeries. Uh, he said complete tears, all repaired. So he had surgery okay um, th- this this approach works it really does it works because you're giving the tendon and your ligaments quite frankly and the fascia of your muscles what they need to build and that is a little bit of vitamin C and the collagen and then you are using something that's going to make you heal even faster than normally which is the igf EC IGF-1 EC, which is mechano-growth factor, and the BPC-157. Don't get the pegylated mechano-growth factor. I know everybody's like, well, the pegylated lasts longer. Your body doesn't want it to last longer. Your body knows that IGF-1 and MGF, they pulse and they disappear, and they trigger a bunch of downstream metabolites as they pass through your liver. The one that's turned on all the time, I predict you won't have as good of results with it. But that's it. And you don't have to inject it right into the tendon. Just inject it into under the subcutaneously under the skin in the general area of the injury so it goes there first before it starts to circulate throughout the entire body. Uh, but that's magic. That protocol right there, in the study that we discussed on the show, they measured tendon thickness. And then they had people use this approach with the gelatin and vitamin C. And then they had them jump rope, and they measured the thickness of the Achilles tendon. And it grew dramatically. It got thicker dramatically. This is also a good protocol if you have any kind of tendonitis before it turns into tendinosis. Uh, Gelatin, vitamin C. In fact, I take collagen before every workout with a little bit of vitamin C because because what's happening is the, the tendons are stretching and... And, and contracting and, and, and going back and forth and the it's like a sponge like when you squeeze a sponge and put it in water it sucks up the water so that's how your tendons work so they suck up the collagen they suck up the vitamin C and they build new tissue so that's 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 it, the magic
0: i think there's even a study showing collagen peptides plus you know whey or casein grew more muscle so You know, apparently it works all around. Well,
2: and let's talk about why that is. Everybody thinks that collagen is garbage. Well, you can't... So, think about this. If your muscle was a room, and you wanted to put more furniture in the room, at some point in time, you'd run out of space in the room. And then if you want to put more furniture in, you can't, unless you had a way to make the walls move out and make the room bigger. Well... The fascia of your muscle is like the wall in a room. And if you want your muscles to get bigger, it's not just about sarcoplasmic uptake and and, and myocyte uh, recruitment and satellite cell uh, initiate. It also is about the fascia allowing the muscle that it's containing to grow. And that's why using collagen – is important for muscle growth as well because if the fascia doesn't accommodate the desire for that muscle to grow, that muscle won't grow. It has no room. It has no it's room. big part of my DC training works, right? Uh, with the stretch, the load, stretch on the load. The reason yeah. that that works, quite frankly, is because is evidence that stretching under a load increases uh, the androgen receptors in muscle tissue. So if you have more androgen receptors, you have more uh, stimulation of your androgens. You have more places for them to dock and trigger. uh, Let's get this next question before the break. This one comes from Eric Bowles. First off, I'm a big idiot. I've said that to myself many times. Uh, During 2019, I was working my way through the loading pattern and the blueprint to increase my squat. Long story short, because I continued to push my body, I ruined my patellar tendon. I have been trying to rehab it throughout 2020 despite this i cannot seem to get my tendon strong and pain-free is there anything more i can do to stimulate my tendon to heal sounds like the last question right Uh, as a side note i am 40 years old so i would say i would say build on the last answer and and take it from there
0: yeah so so first things first you know welcome to the other side of 40 Uh, (laughs) but you're not the only guy who got into trouble Chasing bigger weights with the blueprint loading patterns, right? Because, I mean, that, frankly, that can be intoxicating. Because when you're making more progress in six months than you have in the last six years, and that's no exaggeration, who wants something like that to stop, right? Been there, done that. Um, so understand it happens to the best of us, including yours truly. Having said that, um, knee injuries are particularly serious, And likely, in my mind, anyway, the worst kind of structural injury that you can incur. Why? Because even if you, you know, blow your lower back out, like mine seized up right before the show today for some reason. But even assuming that, you can still hip belt squat, you know, you can still, you can still, uh, you know, perform one-legged squats or uh, assisted or otherwise, but knees, okay, uh, and associated tendons do heal. And even if they don't heal on their own, they can and have been fixed um, by traditional means, but also what Carl just described, right? So so do not lose hope. There's plenty of hope here. Presumably it's not so bad as to require surgery. That's a good thing. Um, even if it did, that's still fixable. But truth. Most patellar tendon injuries that that I have come across and discussed with guys required surgery. It may be just a matter of biting the bullet and getting it done. Rehab for this type of injury, from what I've seen, takes anywhere from six months to a year, on average. It depends, right? What you're doing. Obviously, if you're availing yourself to all the things that you just discussed, it's going to go faster. But still, even so, it, it's a slow process, okay? It never goes as fast. Um, as a last-ditch effort, though, I would consider two things. Number one, I'd push a wheelbarrow, just a little bit of weight, up a tight incline. And I would also uh, perform as much of the range of motion an assisted bodyweight squat. Uh, while holding onto a rope or TRX strap uh, that you can with your opposite arm. Meaning if it's your right knee that's injured, hold onto the belt or rope with your left arm, pulling on it just enough to assist you in coming back up. I do a couple of sets of anywhere between five and 10 reps just to, to start. Gradually, letting your leg do more and more work. Now on the wheelbarrow thing, I read this once in a in, uh, Louis Q&A column. So I went back in my notes and I actually pulled out, out of my files that little Q&A uh, that I'm glad <laughs> that I kept. Here's what Louis said word for word in an interview. He said, for legs and upper back, as well as building your grip, try pushing and, and pulling a weighted wheelbarrow. This has had a great effect on my knee that suffered a patella tendon rep, excuse me rupture. I thank Jesse Kellum for this exercise. He used this for knee rehab for his pro football players. So that should give you some idea as to, you know, the, the possible therapeutic value of something as unorthodox as pushing and pulling a wheelbarrow. He recommends starting, if possible, with six trips of, let's call it, between 100 and 200 feet. And only when you have adjusted to the additional work should you attempt to increase the number of trips or or, or the weight, et cetera, et cetera. Um, As we discussed before, you know, CSIS and BPC 157, in addition to those things you mentioned, Carl, one thing that comes to mind about BPC is in one of the very first studies that I read, they said something that I had to go back and read it again to make sure I was seeing things correctly. They said that in some cases, BPC was so successful that it did not require surgery to reattach the tendon. Now, I don't know if that was... Meaning torn straight off the bone. Yeah, no, no
2: way, no way. If it's detached, I, I, that's not happening. I don't. See,
0: I don't see how that can happen. Right. A partial tear. Yeah, yeah. I, I could. I could possibly see that. Um, but think about what we're talking about here. When it, when you boil everything down, you need to attack it from a couple different angles: the proper amount of rest, the proper amount of training to increase the blood flow back there, and of course the BPC, mechanic growth factor, you know, IGF, everything. All that stuff together hopefully gets you back to 100%. And you will get back to 100%. It's just a matter of time and the correct approach. So. feel your pain, though, man. There have been so many times when I had put close to 100 pounds, I think, on my deadlift once. And I kept pushing and I kept pushing. And then wham. One day, <laughs> I pulled a hamstring really bad. Like, I thought I tore it off. Uh, and needless to say, that you know, is like, very much like a knee injury, if you think about it. You know, you're, you're not going to be doing much for a long time. So the uh, moral of the story here is don't get greedy.
2: So there, there's questions I would have to ask, and maybe he can fill us in, uh, on, and we could talk about this on a later show. First of all, do you feel like your kneecap comes out of its track from time to time? Uh, patella, tendon, patella tendonitis in a, in a large number of people is due to the patella not tracking properly. There's a literal groove in the back of your kneecap, and there's a little slot on the two bones of the knee, two little crests, that it stays on. And when you have a muscle imbalance in your quadriceps, it has the habit of pulling the ten, the patella um, out towards the medial side or in towards the interior side of your knee, which over time leads to patella tendonitis. So, number one, you really should find out and and here's the way to tell. Does your kneecap pop? Like if you're sitting for a long time, do you feel like you have to straighten your leg out and your kneecap goes pop and pops back into place? If that's happening, you have a tracking problem with the patella. And it's never going to get better until you figure out how to correct the imbalance, how to get that patella to be pulled evenly back and forth. Right now, it could be being pulled one way too far or one way the other way too far. So that's something that's really, really important. You got to figure that out because if you know, we all want to squat like power lifters. We get real, real wide in the squat rack. Maybe you're not designed to squat that way. Maybe you're designed to squat shoulder width. Maybe you're just, you know, that, that's the other thing. Do you have your toes out? Do you have, everybody's got to find that slot where they're, their, the geometry of their legs works perfectly. So if you find that when you're sitting for long periods of time, you feel like you have to stretch your leg out. And when you stretch your leg out, that kneecap kind of snaps back into place. That's your problem. It's not the squatting. It's that your, your patella is, there's an imbalance in the muscles pulling the patella and it's pulling it out of the slot. You fix that and you won't have any problems anymore. All right, we have a couple comments. We have questions. Marcus Maygard has a question. We're going to get to it after the break um, and comments as well. So stay tuned. You're, uh-oh. What happened? Here we go. TaylorMade Health is focused on making sure you're able to perform and look your best. They are a leader in game-changing supplements and cosmetic products. Whether you want to increase strength, expedite recovery, facilitate soft tissue repair, or reduce deep wrinkles, TaylorMade Health has you covered. TaylorMade Health is also the home to Dr. Seed's products such as BPC, BPC Plus, and the Chill Pill. All of my listeners can now get 20% off their first order with code TRY20. That's try Y two zero. This code can even be used on subscription orders. Visit shrnetwork.biz.com. Try 20 today and use code TRY20 for 20% off your first order. You'll gain with it. Are you ready to change the way you age? Of course you are. That's why you're here. Juvicel is a new, first of its kind dietary supplement that includes ten key, research-backed ingredients shown in studies to support lifespan. Things like resveratrol, fisetin, quercetin, terostilbene, sulforaphane, turmeric, all in a single dose. You may have some of these ingredients already, but Juvicel is the first to combine them all into a single product to support your lifespan. It's vegan, non-GMO, and sustainable. Live better, longer. with with Go to shrnetwork.biz slash livebetter. Use code SHR and save 20% off today. By now you're aware of the cognitive benefits of nootropics. My friends over at Pure Nootropics are giving my listeners 10 to 30% off their already great prices on over 70 high-quality nootropics. Stock up on DHM so you can feel good after your holiday celebration or try the Superhuman Stack to boost your brain and energize your day. Go to SHRnetwork.biz slash pure. That's P-U-R-E, and start saving today. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind, and honestly, these things are amazing. They have 3 to 4 net carb, less than 1 gram of sugar, and 9 grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. Waiting for Coach Rob to get back. All right, Coach, we're back on the air, brother. Got it. Okay, so here, let, let's get these in real quick, and then we'll go back to the uh, questions that were sent in earlier. Marcus yep. Maygard has a really – oh, first of all, Dave Hartnett says, collagen building blocks with maybe some HGH. Absolutely, but it's the mechanogrowth growth factor. It's the IGF-1 EC that really um, works well with these injuries. But you're right. If you can just get some good growth hormone, that's going to do the job. Scott Dodd has one other question. He says uh, – My lady is 46 and has been having brittle hair. Will collagen help this? Absolutely. Same program. Collagen, a little bit of vitamin C a couple times a day? Absolutely. But uh, another thing to consider, as women get older, they tend to run into um, some thyroid issues. And so the two telltale signs of thyroid issues is thinning and brittle hair and starting to lose the outer edges of your eyebrows. If she's having problems, if she's telling you, my God, my eyebrows are are, are fading away, I got to use more uh, eyebrow pencil to to color them in, and she's got brittle, uh, thin hair, you may want to get her to a clinic, have them uh, do a little panel on her, make sure that she isn't uh, suffering from low thyroid hormone. That's a a big one right there. And then this question from um, Marcus Maygard, and you're going to like this question. He says, hi, Carl and Rob." Uh, I've invented a training device. It replaces a very good but inconvenient piece of equipment. The current piece of equipment uh, weighs around 22 to 44 pounds. My version weighs over only 4.4. 4, I'm assuming he's saying pounds. And first in your gym bag, fits in your gym bag. What would your your advice be to make this available to people? Go mm-hmm. I'll let you go first. Well, I'm probably not the guy
0: to ask because I'm I'm certainly not a marketing guy. But I will say this. I understand he doesn't want to give away what it is, and and rightfully so. Apply for a patent on it. Uh, I would tell you this. You have a unique opportunity, I think, especially at this time when, you know, a lot of people are not going to gyms and maybe looking for home exercise equipment. So assuming it's something – Um, that replaces, I'm guessing, a movement, or at least allows people to work a certain muscle group, uh, now would be the time to get it out there. That's a tough one because, again, I'm not a marketing or sales guy.
2: You can apply for something called a provisional patent, um, and it doesn't take a whole – it'll run you about $1,500 to have a provisional patent filed on your behalf. That's Mm -hmm. fees and everything. That's an attorney doing it and the fees involved. Um, and then it, at least what that does is it, it puts you a flag in the sand. It says that this is a device that you came up with. Um, you have a year to develop the product, and then you can file for a full-fledged patent. If it is patentable, talking to a patent attorney, they'll tell you whether or not it is in fact patentable. And, uh, and save you time and money. They'll say, no, it's not patentable. It's, uh, this is, uh, a, a mousetrap. You can't, you, you know, you, you know, uh, actually, that's not a good example because there are patents on better mousetraps. But talk to a patent attorney first. Get some protection if you can. If you can't get protection, then make some prototypes and start using them on Instagram, on Facebook, shooting videos of you using them. And then, uh, put a link in the post asking people if they want to buy it. And if they want to buy it, they can order it. That's how it starts. You, 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 you know, it's kind of like doing um. It's it's kind of like doing a uh, a test market when you launch something in a small way, and you see if people like it. You, you know, you don't want to go. You, you, you don't want to launch a product and reach everybody overnight because if there's any problems with it, it you, you're done. You're done. It's, it's gonna, you're gonna fail. So you want to release it in small ways, controlled ways. So maybe 50, 25, 30 people start using it. They give you feedback. You know, if it did this, it did that, it'd be better. You can make modifications from their feedback uh, and then grow slowly. But you got to make, you got to find out if you can protect it with a patent, as Rob talked about. And if not, and either way, you got to make a prototype. You got to start using it. You got to make enough prototypes where five or six people can start using it. Uh, and while they're using it, they're posting uh, things on on Facebook and Instagram. And next thing you know people are like, I want one of those. I can use that. It's real simple in today's market. It really is. You, you could yeah. you, a year from now you could be a multimillionaire. Look at Look at Mark Bell and the slingshot.
0: Yeah, good example.
2: I mean Mark made that slingshot. Everybody <clears throat> bench presses. I mean, he literally that slingshot really turned him into a. He used to like to call himself a, a meathead millionaire. That slingshot was it. That's huge, and now he's making elbow. Uh, he, he's made so. He's even launching supplements now. He broke the news on my show the other day. So it all starts with that one thing. Find out if you can be protected. If not, make it anyway and get it out there. Yep, that's it. Uh, let's see. I don't think we have any (laughs) other questions from the audience. No, nope. Okay. So let's get back to, uh, the questions that were sent in ahead of time. So the next one comes from Tony Fiorito. He says, I have a question regarding golfer's elbow. Boy, a lot of tendon issues in this audience.
0: It's injury week. I was going to say,
2: have you experienced it and how did you get over it? I've had it for approximately six months in my left elbow. That's dangerous. Go ahead.
0: Um, Well, I can tell you this. The first thing I would do, because I can speak from experience on this one, is make sure you get a professional diagnosis. And the reason I say that is I, too, uh, started to encounter problems with my right elbow, a lot of pain. I self-diagnosed it as tendonitis. And I treated it as such for years. Unfortunately for me, when I finally got it looked at, it wasn't tendinitis. It was severe arthritis, which which meant there's, there's no cartilage left between the bones, right? It's literally bone on bone. Had I understood that prior, <clears throat> I could have slowed or rested the cartilage with glucosamine or other compounds. But since I didn't, all the cartilage wore away, and now I'm stuck, right? I mean, I can I can either mask the pain or, you know, intraarticular growth hormone. I, I, that's about my only solution right now. So uh, get an accurate diagnosis. Don't self-diagnose. It, it can make all the difference. That's step one. Step two is something that a lot of people give lip service to, but few actually do. Rest. You know, avoid those activities that aggravate it. It can be difficult, but one to two months of doing so is going to tell you a lot, right? Because if it starts to get better, then you're on the right track. If it doesn't, you got something else going on. In contrast to the knee issue that I just addressed, uh, if it is tennis elbow or golfer's elbow, uh, it rarely requires surgery and usually resolves or at least gets much better with you know the proper amount of rest. Now, if you can't avoid the activity entirely, you know consider modifying your grip on certain exercises or movements. Like for example, chin ups were giving me a lot of problems on the inside of my left elbow. Here, I was really—I mean, it's sore to the touch. Using a grip like this or a grip like this, when I moved to a thumbless grip the pain was reduced by about 90%. So, something as simple as that, right, can be a big part of it. Now, um, you you know, you'd be surprised how much that helps, right? Because sometimes it's it's just the tight squeezing, the grip, that's the problem. The fact that you experience some relief, and he mentioned this in his question, uh, from things like fat grips tells me that that's probably a, a big part of it. Now, granted, you can't do that in golf, but in many other movements and activities, you
2: can. So he is golfing. He is golfing. Is that right? Yeah. Okay.
0: Sounds like it. So one of the other things that you can do uh, and one of the problems, and I'm guessing by now it, it's manifested at the six-month mark, is scar tissue. Okay? You can, you can actually break up scar tissue uh, by placing, for example, a small amount of Icy Hot or Bengay on the area, on the affected area, and then if you take a a butter knife and you just lightly go over it, you know, back and forth, back and forth, following the line of the muscle, right, near the elbow, you should feel bumps. Almost, If you've got scar tissue, you feel something that feels like train tracks. Your goal should be keep running the knife over those areas until those train tracks smooth out. And you'll, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about when you feel it, okay? The next thing you want to do, because I've, I've done this and it's helped, uh, take your opposite hand with your fingertips and press down on the muscle that you just worked or just ran over with that butter knife. Keep pressure on that muscle and move your wrist up and down and in a circular motion like this both clockwise and counterclockwise. The final exercise is going to strike some people as odd because that's not where your pain is. But if you take a tennis ball, you put it on the back of your shoulder against a wall, right? Press into a wall, press into the tennis ball, roll it around and get out anything that you feel that are knots or what feels like knots. The same should be done for the front of the shoulder facing into the wall pressing against it in the same fashion if your symptoms haven't you know improved pretty substantially within two months or so i would see the doctor again for next steps surgery it may be required but it's rare if that's really what it is elbow tendonitis you know most people make a complete recovery or at least you know the people that rehab appropriately it's never as fast as anybody wants it to be, but uh, it's not the worst thing in the world, put it that way.
2: So, and and never ignore it. Six months to have this problem is a long time. Tendinitis becomes something called tendinosis. Tendinosis is when the tendon starts to unravel. Think of, think of a cable on a bridge. It's strong, right? But as one, each of those little wires pop, 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 they start popping and they fray, and now all of a sudden... The cable has a weak spot. So tendinitis becomes tendinosis if left unchecked and, and un, 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 unfixed. And that is when you have detachments. Both of the uh, – when I detached my elbow, I had tendinitis in my elbow probably for a good five or six months. I was just going to work around it. When I tore my bicep tendon and now my bicep is short, it's down here. I had bad tendinitis in it and I was doing heavy rowing and I just did it anyway. So, number one, stop doing the thing that's aggravating it. Number one, have to do it. Too bad. That's the deal. Yes. Number two, um, you 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 must address the problem, whether it's through using drugs or – but do not, absolutely do not use corticosteroids. Don't have your doctor inject you with cortisone. Because you're, you're, it'll only get worse. The cortisone will work by alleviating pain for a period of time. But understand, it hasn't healed. And in fact, now you're going to go back and do things that are going to weaken it even more because you don't feel sure. the pain. So don't do corticosteroids. Don't do cortisone shots at all. If your doctor says, well, I'll give you a cortisone shot once or twice a year, you'll be fine. I'd say, absolutely not. because it will, you, That's a rabbit hole you will regret ever going down but you got to address it. You got to address it. You got to fix it. And part of that fixing, the biggest part of that fixing is you have to stop doing things that aggravate it. Stop immediately. Even if your golf game is going to suck for a while. That's a lot better than completely tearing a muscle off the bone and having to undergo surgery and being in a sling for uh, for 6 to 8 months and you're not playing golf anyway. Yep. So take care of it. Uh let's see here with the next Oh, we have to take a break already. Look at this. Um, so when we come back, the next question is going to be from uh, – yeah, I did. I missed a whole bunch of his questions about the fat grips. I didn't even see that. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, the, the, yeah, it was a long question. Uh, the next question we're going to get to is from Eddie Graham when we come back from this break. Stay tuned. You're watching and listening to – the Blueprint Power Hour. If you have questions, send them to air at superhumanradio.net or post them live right here on the show. We'll be right back. R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com, or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, said that all disease begins in your gut. That's why it's so important to protect yourself with boosted immune system. If you drink coffee, tea, smoothies, or really any beverage in the morning and you're looking for a tasty way to start your day and defend yourself against harmful bacteria, then I have just the thing for you to try. It's called the Ultimate Immunity Protection Stack and it was put together by my friends over at Bioptimizers. Their immunity stack has three products which contain over 18 natural herbs and probiotic blends formulated to fight and eliminate bad bacteria like E. coli, salmon Gram-positive and Gram-negative bacteria and repair compromised gut lining. It also includes psychobiotics, which help increase serotonin and happy chemicals to naturally elevate your mood, performance, and cognitive function with no side effects or dependencies. It's a great addition to your morning routine, and it tastes amazing. Just stir it into any beverage, sip and enjoy. It's the ultimate way to boost your immune system right before the holiday season. Go to shrnetworkbiz protect and use code SHR10 and save an extra 10% off on the. You won't find this deal or stack anywhere else for fast shipping and the best deal. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash today.
1: New Mass Pro Synthogen
2: X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance
1: itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at
2: Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Getting a massage post-workout is a proven strategy to facilitate better recovery. Getting to massage therapists can be difficult and expensive, especially in these times. The solution is the Meteor, a heated massage ball from Milestorm. Reduce pain and soreness and expedite recovery with the Meteor's research-backed vibration settings and therapeutic heat. It's convenient for travel and works on any body part. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash meteor and use code SHR15. 15% For 15% off and free shipping if you buy two or more. Start recovering better today. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind and honestly, these things are amazing. They have three to four net carb, less than one gram of sugar, and nine grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon. They're available at EatLegendary.com and Amazon. You're listening to the Superhuman Channel. We're ripped and we're ready. Welcome back. So Eddie Graham says... Over the years, I've always used Tribulus because sometimes I can really feel it working. Not always, though. Any idea why? Is it always the same brand? Well,
0: yeah. The, the simple answer is this. Um, all Tribulus is not the same. It's not even close. Uh, so let's go back and start at the beginning. Back in the early 90s, Trib was introduced in this country as Tribestin. Tribestin was the original and is still one of the best tribulus products that you can buy. It comes uh, directly from Bulgaria. Is standardized for furostenolic saponins, including protodiacin, but also protogralicin, as well as tribulosaponins A and B. The point is, they're not over-standardizing for one and only one ingredient, like a lot of companies do. Um, and that assumes that they're starting Right, with the good stuff. At the other end of the spectrum, I'm going to give you the name of a really popular product on Amazon sports food, sports food brand Tribulus. The product claims 95% saponins, 80% of which are protodiacin, right? 1,000 milligrams a pop per capsule, 90 capsules. Since the manufacturer claims 80% content of furostanolic saponins, there should be about 800 milligrams of protodiacin in there per capsule. However, when it was tested via HPLC by the uh, Institute of Chemistry and Plant Sciences in Uzbekistan, it was one of the world authorities on TRIB, no protodiacin was detected. Zero. (laughs) Zip, Zip. Zilch. So, you know, as you can see, some products are loaded with active ingredients, but many and too many more are not. In fact, most that you see for sale, it might as well be hedge clippings. So the question becomes, how do you get the good stuff? You know, how do you tell? Here's what you look for. Number one, always ask for the source country that the tribulus comes from. You do not want tribulus terrestris coming from India or from China. It grows there, but the saponin content is far, far less. You do want it coming from Bulgaria. Some of the good stuff also grows in Turkey. It's very rare that you'll find a product um, with Turkish trib, but that is an acceptable second. Always try, though, uh, to get the, the material from Bulgaria if you can. Also, you want to make sure to ask for the percent of saponins it's standardized for, and ideally what percentage of furostanolic saponins. There are both furostanolic and spirostenolic saponins in tribulus. If it claims anything more than 60% furostanolic saponins, they are full of it. You can't extract more than sixty percent out of TRIB. Some companies will tell you protodiacin content is judge a good tribulus. That's frankly, that's a half-truth. Okay? As time and again, studies have shown that it is the furanolic saponins of which protodiacin is as being the true actives. So for every study that you see. Showing benefits to heart health and other things, nitric oxide. Those are Those are due to the furostanolic saponins. No furostanolic saponins, no effects. For what it's worth, you can find those saponins in two other plants: fenugreek and Dioscordia deltoidea. I don't see the latter on the market anymore. It was at one time. Uh, there is a good. There are a couple of good fenugreeks out there. Uh, Sabinsa's material is a really good one if you can find that. But back to Trib. Real Trib, this is also another way you can tell. It's very hygroscopic. So in other words, it picks up moisture very easily. In fact, if you put a little bit in between your fingers and you squeeze it, it should be slightly sticky or tacky, right? It should also be either a very, very dark shade of brown or even like a dark, dark green um also understand that tribulus terrestris is just one one of the different strains there's actually better data when it comes to raising testosterone on a on a uh, strain of it that's called tribulus alatus. um now i don't think either tribulus terrestris or alatus is going to raise testosterone to the level that we're all hoping it would but You know, be that as it may, that's another good strain. Uh, It does, however, help insofar as research has shown a 20% boost in GF1 levels, a very distinct nitric oxide effect from those saponins, uh, and and related improvement in you know both the number and the rigidity of erections, and you know, any good tribulus, most people would tell you, it raises libido, okay? There's no question that it raises libido. The, what's questionable is, is that due to a testosterone increase or the effect on androgen receptors in the brain? I think at this point in time, we're, we're probably pretty, pretty well off in saying that it's the latter.
2: No, no, it's no. I, I have something else to, to offer. Okay. So a lot of the early so, research ahead. on a lot of the early research on tribulus showed that it caused in rodents the weight of the vesicle organs to get bigger and heavier. So the vesical organs are, are your your prostate and your urethra. And we all know that a man's prostate can actually cause an orgasm, uh, you know, when you have prostate problems, you always feel like you have to pee. You always have this tingling in the tip of your penis. So the early research on tribulus showed that it increased the weight of these organs. So one could surmise has nothing to do with antigen receptors or testosterone at all, but instead an actual stimulation of the prostate and the 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 urethra. That causes a sensation in a man's penis that makes him aroused.
0: That's interesting. I hadn't heard that.
2: Yeah. And,
0: and you know what? It makes sense. Uh, however, it does it. However, it, it definitely
2: does, it, does. does. There's no doubt about it. You're right. It definitely increases libido. There's no doubt about
0: it. Right. It doesn't. The benefits don't end there, though. There are very clear and established benefits to coronary function, cholesterol levels, and even protecting against rhabdo. In mitigating the rise in creatine kinase. and believe I found that scratching around, <laughs> scratching around in uh, in PubMed, and there's more than one study attesting to that. So uh, a lot of benefits with Trib, especially I think if you're using super supplements, I think Trib has a place uh, in your stack. So here's the bottom line: before buying any Tribulus. Uh, whether that's terrestris or allotus, make sure it, it's grown either in Bulgaria or Turkey for, tri- for terrestris uh, and standardized for furostenolic saponins. Should not be if you see above sixty percent furanostanolic saponins, it's bogus. It's not true. If, on the other hand, you're interest in, interested in tribulus allotus, it is native to the Sahara and the Middle East. So make sure your source material is coming from there. Huh. I've only seen one or two good Tribulus Allotus products on the market. Uh, but they're out there and they're, they're worth experimenting with if you're a Tribulus snob, so to speak, like I am.
2: <laughs> interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. All right, the next question comes from Eddie Graham. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ronald Garvin. He says, what do you make of bodybuilding.com? Is it a good place to learn? If not, what message boards do you recommend to stay on top of things? I didn't even know bodybuilding.com was still around.
0: Yeah, I know it, huh? And and the thing is, um, I spent many years on bodybuilding.com and other message boards we are going back to pretty much their inception. Here's what I learned. All of the big boards, almost all, are tied to selling supplements, Okay. No different than the old days where the bodybuilding magazines were <laughs> right owned by supplement companies. The job of these boards then is not first and foremost to educate, but to rather move as much product as possible. Now, I'm not saying that you can't learn something on there. You certainly can. Um, but you have to wade through a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Bodybuilding.com, the last I knew, wanted at least a third of whatever profit was to be made on your product. And so that means if you make a high, high quality product that uses expensive ingredients and you make say maybe eight bucks a bottle on it, bodybuilding.com is going to want at least three of that, which means you're now down to making five bucks a bottle.
2: And the truth is they don't help you sell your product. They, you, 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 they, they, you compete with everybody else on that. So you have to find people to buy your product anyway.
0: Yeah, and they're and they're going to further tell you, well, for premium placed advertising, you pay us an additional X amount per month. Um, so so look, it drives this. Quite frankly, what do most companies do? They make cheap products that use minuscule amounts of hot ingredients, uh, just enough to window dress the label. So now, listen, there are exceptions, but your typical sports nutrition product is marked up six times what it costs to make. So if you're selling a pre-workout for 30 bucks, if they're, if they're selling it for 30 bucks, it probably costs them $5 to make, including the bottle and the label that it comes in. So, you know, you might make 17 bucks, every bottle sold bodybuilding.com makes eight. It doesn't sound like a lot more, but you know, do the math. You know, I, I, I'd have to see more than three times as much of, of my quality product. I'd have to sell it three times as much just to come close to what these guys are making on garbage, high margin products. It gets worse. There are paid company reps, right? To yeah, you, you
2: think they're unbiased uh, commenters about how good this product is and how good that product is and they're really working for the company.
0: Yeah, I mean, the, the, the supplement companies further pay these people to promote the product, and you can bet they pay people that are, you know, positioned as regular consumers to say great things about it or bad things about a competing product. It goes on all the time. Does that sound like a good place to learn? It, no, it's not. In most cases, it's a trap. The goal is to keep people there as long as possible, buying supplements, right, for as many years as possible. From what I can tell, and you remember this because you were on the Avant Labs board. Right. The days of those kind of boards, which, which were primarily education and discourse and, you know, uh, uh, honest conversations about what worked and what didn't, those are long gone. I mean, unless there's some other place people are going that I don't know about. Your best bet for legitimate advice today, quite honestly, is SHR and the, you know, the Power Hour, the other guests that you have on, the, the Blueprint Bulletin. But these, of course, are not mainstream. Well, SHR is now. Um, and it's free. So how do you go wrong there? You know, you, yeah, you have, uh, sponsors that make that make the show possible.
2: Yeah, but I, I don't hide them. I don't, it's not like it's right. though I hide them and like, oh, I'm going to – I'm lying to you. Oh, I love this product so much. I eat it all the time. And meanwhile, I'm getting paid to say that. And yeah. That, that's, that's a big difference. Yeah.
0: Um, and just just like the magazines, you can go back years and see what was hot, and, and now it's gone. has so, gone. I mean, what does that tell you?
2: Yeah. And that and That's really the big thing. When a product has been around for a long time, it tells you something. Because right. most, products, most products, they get they get one or two buyers and they never buy it again. And then and they, yeah. they move on. Uh, Stephen Rushing has a, a, a couple good questions here. He says, speaking of tribulus, I read an article on Adele Moose's Subversity.com, for those of you who want to know, site recently about bitter cola, he believes. And he deduced it down to active components in tribulus and wild yam. Very interesting. Which I've only heard – For women, progesterone progesterone issues. Uh, What do you think of stacking these as well as DHEA, last-ditch effort for trying real HRT? So I'm going to jump in here first. Yep. DHEA has been shown in men to aromatize to estrogen more than testosterone. It's been shown in women to convert to testosterone more. Um, so if you're going to take DHEA, I suggest that you find some way to reduce aromatization. Zinc and vitamin C are good natural alternatives to reduce infl- uh, aromatization. So more of it becomes testosterone. But if you take DHEA by itself without blunting aromatization, you probably will find your estrogen levels go up more than your testosterone levels. Go ahead, Rob.
0: I'd concur on the DHEA front. I'd, I'd be up front and tell you that nothing you're going to do with those supplements is going to approach TRT. Um, if you if you do want to try DHEA, I would suggest uh, looking for a transdermal if they if they still make those.
2: Yeah, you can get them online. You can get them online.
0: The reason being, there is some research showing that DHEA preferentially converts to testosterone via, via enzymes in the skin. Uh, it, again, is that going to get you close to what TRT does? No. Um, it may be enough to, to, uh, perk you up a little bit in the sex drive department, but I would not, uh, I would not assume you're going to get benefits like you would with the real thing.
2: Well, and most guys who have low testosterone don't necessarily have problems with their libido because testosterone, is just one component of libido and sex drive estradiol is a very powerful libido driver for men as is dopamine and serotonin so and whenever you talk to guys about HRT they go well I have no problem in the bedroom and that's true but but what the, the benefits of testosterone the heart protective effects protecting you from developing type 2 diabetes and insulin resistance you can't do that with 340. Uh, 340 is, you know, there are women who have testosterone levels in the 200s, just for the record. So you, and 15 years ago when I first started doing this show, hypogonadal levels were 420. But because we have, yeah, they've lowered them to 340. So it used to be 15 (laughs) years ago, if you were 420, they could prescribe testosterone for you. Now you have to be below 340. I've Um, seen
0: 280.
2: Yeah, I I, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt yeah. that. So, so as far as – you, so this is – you can't just look at your testosterone. Did you have your estradiol levels tested? And if so, did you have your estradiol levels tested with high sensitivity? See, women, they never have estradiol except after menopause down where a man's is, right, 40 uh, nanograms, never. So you have to use – the high sensitivity for men. Have you had your estradiol levels tested? Is your estradiol really high and your testosterone is low? Because if it is, that just means that more of your testosterone is being siphoned off into estradiol. You correct the aromatization problem and you'll have higher testosterone levels overnight. How do you correct it? Okay, number one, if you have chronic inflammation, you're going to have more aromatase. Why? Because the P450 cytochrome enzyme cascade... The upstream enzyme to aromatase is cyclooxygenase. Cyclooxygenase is inflammation. COX-1 and COX-2, you've heard this. So when you suppress inflammation, your aromatase enzyme drops. When you take zinc, your aromatase enzyme drops more. When you take vitamin C, your aromatase enzyme drops even more. So you could, you could regain your testosterone levels. If, in fact, you have high estradiol levels. But nothing is going to be the equivalent of of taking 250 milligrams of testosterone a week. Nothing. That's going to get you into the eight and nine hundreds. And that's really where most men need to be. Okay. Um, Robert Thompson. can Can tribulus be homegrown in the USA?
0: Um, the answer, to the short, yeah, the short answer is yes. However, you're never going to, to achieve the concentrations that an extract, you know, has. Now, uh, it's useful for other things. I have a good friend uh, who made a tea out of tribulus, and he drank it, and, and he lost consciousness because of the effect, that, the profound effect it had, right, dropping his blood sugar. And so that does demonstrate that, you know, tribulus that is not an extract can be useful for certain things, but it's a dicey proposition, you know, when you're doing it, when you're growing it yourself, when you're harvesting it yourself, you know, are you going to use the, are you going to grind it up the aerial parts of the plant or or some, you know, some other part? It's also (laughs) tribulus because I've done it. Uh, Tribulus is very thorny spiky in fact another name for tribulus in different parts of the world is puncture vine so growing it and and putting it into a form where you can actually use it is not easy it's you're never going to get to a point where uh if you ordered 100 grams of tribulus terrestris extract the powder you'll see what i'm talking about you're never going to get it into that state Uh, where it's as concentrated as you would a a good extract.
2: This is is the last question we can answer because then we have to go on to the blueprint tip of the day. So Stephen Rushing says it was not a full panel. And doctors rarely order the right panel when they're trying to determine what's wrong with a guy. Uh, Planning on doing that in February. Uh, Next question is insurance won't cover HRT above 340. How would one get them below that threshold for, uh, for a test, allegedly uh, all above uh, 300. So there's no way to do that. And now, you, now, you, now it's, I understand your insurance company won't pay for it. But the reality is that testosterone is very cheap anyway. I mean, injectable testosterone, even if you have to go to Walgreens and have uh, Watson, 200 milligrams a milliliter, 10 milliliter vial will cost you about $100, it's ten dollars a week. You're talking about here, talking about ten dollars a week without a prescri- without without insurance paying anything. Um, so don't 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 split hairs and try to start doing things. So the tests, you know, oh yeah, you're down below three hundred. Because what the insurance company will do is after three months, they'll make you come off completely. For weeks, you'll feel like crap, and they'll test you again to make sure that it's still below three hundred when you're off. Otherwise, they want to cut off your insurance. You don't want to every three every three months have an insurance company say, "Now you feel great, everything is good. We want you to come off so we can find out whether or not we can get on get hit the off ramp on paying for you." Just buy, just pay for it outright. Uh, Watson is yes. one hundred to one hundred twenty dollars a a ten milliliter vial. That's ten weeks. What's that? Ten twelve dollars a week.
0: Yeah, it's too bad. It used to be pie simple. You just take methyl one test for three days, you'd be completely
2: shut down. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of things that can shut you down, but you don't want to play that game. Every three months, they're going to have you do it. Every three to six months, they're going to make you come off to see if they still should be paying for your uh, to still, still still should be paying for your HRT. It seems like the peripheral costs, specialist visits, and continued blood work, the costs add up. Yeah, it does. But I don't know how much body fat you carry, but Aromatase lives in fat cells. The leaner you are, the less estrogen you have, and the more testosterone you have. So that's another thing to shoot at as well. All right, we're going to take our last commercial break. And when we come back, we've got the blueprint tip of the day. Stay tuned. Are you ready to change the way you age? Of course you are. That's why you're here. JuvaCell is a new, first-of-its-kind dietary supplement that includes 10 key research-backed ingredients shown in studies to support lifespan. Things like resveratrol, fisetin, quercetin, terostilbene, sulforaphane, turmeric, all in a single dose. You may have some of these ingredients already, but JuvaCell is the first to combine them all into a single product to support your lifespan. It's vegan, non-GMO, and sustainable. Live better longer with JuvaCell. Go to SA. SHRNetwork.biz slash live better Use code SHR and save 20% off today. Getting a massage post-workout is a proven strategy to facilitate better recovery. Getting to massage therapists can be difficult and expensive, especially in these times. The solution is the Meteor, a heated massage ball from Milestorm. Reduce pain and soreness and expedite recovery with the Meteor's research-backed vibration settings and therapeutic heat. It's convenient for travel and works on any body part. Go to SHRNetwork.biz slash meteor and... And use code SHR15 for 15% off and free shipping if you buy two or more. Start recovering better today. Whether your goal is to build muscle or burn fat, you'll find everything you need at Redcon 1. Need help getting a good night's sleep? Try Fade Out or the most popular pre-workout supplement on the market today, Total War. Sign up for their new transformation challenge and win $10,000. Or shop for apparel that people at the gym will know that you are serious about your training. Need a testosterone booster that works? Check out Boomstick. Whatever you need, you'll find the best quality supplements on the market at Redcon1. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com. Or go to superhumanradio.net and click the Redcon 1 banner ad today. New Mass Pro
1: Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com.
2: Mass pro-synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. Hippocrates, the father of modern medicine, said that all disease begins in your gut. That's why it's so important to protect yourself with boosted immune system. If you drink coffee, tea, smoothies, or really any beverage in the morning and you're looking for a tasty way to start your day and defend yourself against harmful bacteria, then I have just the thing for you to try. It's called the Ultimate Immunity Protection Stack, and it was put together by my friends over at BiOptimizers. Their immunity stack has three products which contain over 18 natural herbs and probiotic blends formulated to fight and eliminate bad bacteria like E. coli, salmonella, gram-positive and gram-negative bacteria, and repair compromised gut lining. It also includes psychobiotics, which help increase serotonin and happy chemicals to naturally elevate your mood, performance, and cognitive function with no side effects or dependencies. It's a great addition to your morning routine and it tastes amazing. Just stir it into any beverage, sip, and enjoy. It's the ultimate way to boost your immune system right before the holiday season. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash protect and use code SHR10 and save an extra 10% off on the You won't find this deal or stack anywhere else for fast shipping and the best deal. Go to shrnetwork.biz slash protect today. Move over superheroes This is the Superhuman Channel Welcome back Okay uh, I, I, I hate to leave any question unanswered um, uh, Ron Rossi says $42 For a 10 millil- millig- milliliter uh, for, With good RX coupon at Walgreens Look at that Forty-two dollars. So that's basically four dollars and twenty cents a week for testosterone. And once you got it dialed in, you don't have every six months. You just have t- uh, t- uh, your testosterone levels tested and some other things, and you're done. That's the way to go. So there you go, Stephen Rushing. That's where you go. Good RX. Thank you, Ron Rossi. Forty-two dollars for a ten mil. That's a that's a deal. I mean, I don't think ten, I don't think ten dollars a week is expensive, but four dollars and twenty cents a week it's hard to pass up. Okay, so Rob, what is the blueprint tip of the day, man? <clears throat> well, it's a good week for this, right? It seemed to be injury
0: week. The tip of the day is uh, retooling from the ground up. So so as 2020 came to a close, I was in hot pursuit of some long-term goals and closing in <laughs> fast. One of those was a new one rep max on chin-ups. I wanted to be able to do a, a chin-up with 100 pounds. Real close. Another one was ratcheting up the total tonnage on my leg day, bring the size up a little bit to match my upper body. But with the chins, at least, I could see it coming. The tendons in my left forearm were sore as hell, which was a consequence, frankly, of overuse because it was a high-frequency chin program that I had chosen, five days a week for, for two, three weeks, back off, then back, back on again, etc. And I was doing great on it. And then a freak thing happened on the leg press a couple weeks ago. My IT band, got, I don't know if it got overstressed or torn or pinched or whatever, but uh, it hurts. It hurts when I go up and down stairs. It hurts when I put weight on it. So that is still healing. Uh, and it, But it's going to be a while. So, uh, look, to be clear, Neither of these are major injuries, but they did and are still limiting me. So I consider my options. Option number one was to just keep going, which we already talked about where that ends up, right? I'm sure these little injuries would turn into big ones. Option number two was to take some extended time off. I took option two, and my forearm tendons, they feel much better. Okay. They're not 100% still, but. They're, they're very close. The IT band hip issue is still the same, however, uh, and I was told, it's, look, gonna, it's going to take some time to heal, maybe up to a month. So I had to figure out something else, something most people would consider extreme or maybe a waste of time, which was this, a switch to all body weight training, calisthenics. The last time I did this was when I read, I first read convict conditioning, uh, and I decided to give it an honest shot and did it, and only it, for six months. I recently pulled my notes from that time, and I discovered that after about three months, all of my joint pains that I was experiencing back then vanished. Vanished. After six months, here's the other incredible part. After six months of not touching a weight, I went back to test my strength versus, you know, on most barbell lifts. And I was shocked. I was as strong or stronger on virtually every one with the exception of the squat, which I assume was due to my central nervous system not seeing the movement for a while. Also, it's, you know, I'll be up front. Even one-legged squats, pistols, I don't think they're going to give you the kind of leg size, right, that you can, frankly, with a barbell squat. But that assumes that's your goal. At this point in my training career, it's not. Um, This time, I'm going to make a commitment to training in this fashion uh, until I have zero joint, tendon, or other issues, however long that takes. If it takes six weeks, great. If it takes six months, great. If it takes longer, I'll still do it. And some people might find this extreme thinking it's unnecessary or even remedial. They'll look at these exercises like, God, you know, that seems so basic and remedial. Nothing could be further from the truth because far from being remedial, the exercises are foundational. And I'm talking about push-ups and the advanced variations You know, handstand push-ups, chin-ups, one-arm chin-ups, bridges that sort of thing. Uh, It is foundational. Those are foundational to whatever else you do. If you don't have the joint integrity, for example, to push, pull, or otherwise move your own body weight on those kind of exercises, what business do you have lifting, you know, heavier (laughs) external objects? You don't. So until I can do that, for every major muscle group in my body, weights are out. Weights are out. My purpose here is not to suggest that you two, you know, just because you get injured, go all body weight. My purpose is to get you to a place where you're training for life. And so in order to do that, it helps to envision yourself training at 80, right? And this is something that, Difficult to do, but try to, you know, I try to picture myself 30 years from now. What's it going to look like? You know, is the way that I'm training now conducive to getting to 80 and being able to do these things? If it's not, then you need to make changes. You may elect a different path. You might elect, you know, more stretching, uh, occlusion training, right? which is not nearly as heavy but can result in tremendous amount of growth. We've talked about it before. Or it might be something as simple as instead of training five or six days a week, I'm going to experiment training two days a week. Have at least plan B waiting in the wings and, and don't be afraid to tinker with it like right now. So if you need to use it, and, and fast, it'll be an easy transition for you. You won't have that anxiety that comes shortly after an injury, which is, oh, my God, I'm going to lose everything I work so hard for. My bench is going to drop like a stone. My muscles are going to shrivel up. No, man, that's not going to happen. Not if you have a plan. And what I'm encouraging you to do here is to plan. Taking one step back. To make two going forward is not an easy thing to do. It's a function, frankly, of training maturity. But it is worlds better okay, than continuing to try to move forward on a more treacherous path, which is, hey, I already got some niggling little injuries. You know what? I think I'm going <laughs> to attempt fate. Double down. It- Right, and and double down and try to pull some, you know, record deadlifts today. Oh, man, you know, resolve to see yourself at age 80 and what you're doing training. And then make the necessary changes to make sure that that happens. You train hard. You can train hard by training smart and train until they put you in the ground. Finding a way to train until they put you six feet under should be your goal. And it's right now for a lot of people, that's very difficult, very difficult. Um, We don't like to think, right, necessarily about growing old. But your quality of life matters. And training, as we discussed at the beginning of the show, is front and center in quality of life. So make sure you can do it and do it well.
2: I want to thank everybody who is here live today and participated with questions and comments. Thank you very much. Uh, I'd like to ask everybody to do me a big favor and share the show. Uh, whenever you find the show that you enjoy, that you think you learned something from, that you think other people could learn too, please share the show. Copy the link to the show page and email it to somebody. Say, I think you'd like this show.
0: And remember, I remember. Helen.
2: <laughs> I was just going to say, and also... Helen Tulliatos is 108 years old. Uh, she has pneumonia. She's in the hospital there in Greece. Uh, her grandson is George, Dr. George Tulliatos. He's been a frequent guest on my show. And we are all wishing her a speedy recovery. And George has already given her one infusion of glutathione. Glutathione infusions are the best thing for pneumonia. Why don't they give them to all people with pneumonia, especially during COVID? I don't know so that's it for today thank you for being here and participating also don't forget to check out coachrobregish.com where you can be tapped into all this information at your leisure whenever you want it it's right there just go to the website we'll see everybody tomorrow tomorrow we're finally getting to do the show this is a good one omega-3 status will predict how fast your recovery after exercise your heart recovers after exercise now think about that yeah Think about that. Wow, that's cool. And this study yeah. may actually, so we don't understand how omega-3s protect the heart because it doesn't necessarily lower cholesterol. But this may be why it protects the heart. Because what happens when people get older and they're out of condition, they're out of shape, and a, an event happens and they freak out and their heart yeah. doesn't recover and they have a heart attack. Because the heart can't slow down, it just, da, 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 boom. So maybe wow. the reason omega threes protect the heart is because it clamps down on the heart and makes it recover faster uh, after strenuous exercise or, or strenuous stren- strenuous anxiety or you know or shock. It's gonna be a good That's interview.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. Take your fish oil, cool. eat your salmon. I right, see you everybody tomorrow with more Superhuman Radio. Thanks for being here today. Thank you.